You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And welcome into the Braves postcast, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani with you after what was a much-needed bounce-back performance for the Atlanta Braves as they pick up a win over the Philadelphia Phillies. I made the bold prediction yesterday that the Braves were going to win another game in 2023, maybe a whole bunch of games, but it had to start with one, and it started on Tuesday night. 9-3 was the final score. Braves got a huge game from Ronald Acuna Jr., who's just taking more steps toward making history in what has been an incredible season, maybe one of the greatest we'll ever see. We got a lot to talk about there. And of course, Spencer Strider was out there and he's flirting with a little bit of Braves history and he's in the discussion for the National League Cy Young. He was putting together a pretty good performance himself. Those are a couple of the highlights, but a lot to get into on this edition of the show. Before we start, I want to remind you to subscribe right here on YouTube to Locked On Sports Atlanta. Leave us a like, leave us a comment. We appreciate those. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts as well. And Jake, um, you know, we've talked about Ronald Acuna Jr. All season, I think we're going to be talking about Ronald Acuna Jr. for a long time, but he just continues to do things that amaze you. And I really do feel like we are sitting here every night or in every game watching one of the greatest seasons we're ever going to see. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to disagree with that. When you look at the numbers, he's reaching you know 200 hits, 100 RBI, 100 runs scored, way more than that. Yeah. Approaching 40 uh, home runs, you know the stolen bases. I mean, it's it's nothing I've ever seen before. And like you said, I don't know that we'll ever witness it again. I think I've used the word before, a tour de force is what Ron Lacuna Jr. has been. And I'm not even going to start the MVP debate on this show. I just don't think there's a reason for it right now. Multiple guys across baseball have great seasons. They can sort that out when the baseball writers vote for it. But if you're looking for somebody who's making a case for winning that award, look no further than Ron Lacuna Jr. We're going to get into his stats here. Game number 151 for the Braves. Just 11 of these things left in the regular season. Braves improved to 97 and 54, nine runs, 13 hits, no errors, eight men left aboard. Phillies, meanwhile, kept under wraps in this one on just a Bryce Harper home run to get them on the board against Spencer Strider. Now 82 and 69 is Philadelphia, just four hits for those three runs, no errors. They left one man on base. They didn't have a whole lot of opportunities against Spencer Strider, and it was Bryce Harper who snuck a home run just over the right field wall that spoiled an otherwise outstanding effort from Strider, so I don't want it to get lost in all of the Ron Lacuna Jr. talk we're going to get into. It was a pretty good night for the Braves starter as well. He improves to 18-5. and five. Christopher Sanchez takes the loss, drops to 2-5 and five on the year. Two-hour, 30-minute ballgame, 40,695 on hand. First 15,000 of those got a Ron Lacuna Jr. bat flip bobblehead. Jake, um, I'm, I was able to bring mine home from the stadium. I've got it here. It'll end up somewhere back in here. But I think it's a rule, if I'm not mistaken, at least this is what I've understood on social media. If you have a bobblehead night, you have to go out and do something special. Do you think that three for five, two homers, three runs scored, two RBIs and a stolen base is something special? I would say so, and not just that, five hard-hit balls. I mean, squared up everything when he came to the plate. Just missed having a three-homer game that lasted back there. Thought he was going to have a shot at 40, but uh, yeah, truly incredible, a three-hit game. This guy was just you know coming off the injury list, and we know it's maybe something minor, but uh, I mean, he's come back and just picked up right where he left off. I mean, this is – I'll be honest, I didn't think he was going – to get to 40 and never again will I doubt, doubt Ronald Acuna Jr. because I mean, he's not there yet, but I mean, we got a lot of games left here to play and he's just one away. And it's just so incredible what he can do at the plate. Again, we've talked about him all year long and just don't know what else to say about him at this point. But again, 
five hard hit balls on the night. I mean, he's squaring up everything to him and leaving the yard. That second one that just a line drive that I barely got up over 10 feet. I mean, it just stayed right there and snuck over the center field wall. And then obviously had the no doubter to start the game. Why you would throw Acuna pitch anywhere near the zone on the first pitch of a game. I don't know why, but I'm glad people do it. I mean, the guy is just insanely talented and incredible and so much fun to watch. Yeah, let me say a few things about Ronald Lacuna Jr. because we're going to continue. As long as he wants to keep doing this, we'll come <laughs> up with the words. That's not a problem. That's a promise, as a matter of fact. But you know, this three-for-five night, it began on the very first pitch of the game, as Jake mentioned, with a just rocket shot home run. His 33rd career leadoff blast, his seventh leadoff homer this season, and he just continues to do it on the first pitch as well. I believe that's three this year and 13 all-time. But either way, that probably not even the most impressive statistic that we're going to get to with Ronald Acuna Jr. because I did some digging around in the kind of season that he's having. The three more hits give him 205 on the year. The last Brave to have that many hits in the season happened back in 1996. It was Marquise Grissom. And if you go back through Braves history, it hasn't happened too many times since the club moved to Atlanta. So he'd already done that. He's got 138 runs scored now as he crossed the plate three more times in this game. The two homers get him to 39 on the year, just one away from joining the 40-40 club which he's going to rechristen the 4060 and maybe 4070 club. But by the time we're done here, stolen base number 67 in this game, just some incredible things happening. And Jake, with the two home runs, it got him to 100 runs batted in. We were hearing a lot about, you know, the 100 RBIs at the leadoff spot was a big part of Mookie Betts' case towards MVP. Well, I think it would be a pretty good part of uh, Ronald Acuna Jr.'s base because he's at 39 homers, just like Betts. He's up over 100 or is at 100 RBI now closing in on Mookie there as well. So those two guys continue to be mentioned in the same sentence, in the same breath, and I think there's a pretty good reason for that. But if I may continue, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., 60 stolen bases, 100 runs batted in. That hadn't happened since 1976. Joe Morgan won the MVP award for the Big Red Machine the last time it happened. It only happened five times since 1900. Two of those by Ty Cobb. I say all that to say, Ronald Acuna Jr. is doing some pretty special things. He's making history in all kinds of different ways. And again, if he wants to keep doing this stuff, I'll keep running the tracker. And hopefully, you know, that's going to happen pretty soon. The 40-40 thing of which he'd be just the fifth man. But, you know, we got the time. We'll make the time for Ronald Acuna Jr. Because this is just, it's no matter what you thought was going to happen this season, was possible this season, and maybe some of it was a little bit you know, more guarded because of what he looked like in 2022, Jake Ronald has come in this year, and he has removed all doubt about the superstar-level player he can be. And look, I'm biased as a Braves fan, obviously, but I just can't miss an at-bat for Acuna. And I hope it's like that nationally. For me, and I've you know, kind of equated it to this on the podcast, It's it reminds me of the 98 season where you just couldn't miss an at-bat for McGuire and Sosa, and it was in a national event. I feel like it should be that way for Acuna right now. And I just, I'm not in tune with everybody else nationally to know that. I know it is as a Braves fan with Braves people, but I just hope it is around, you know, all the baseball landscape. Because look at the round numbers he's close to getting. He's two runs away from 140. He's already over 200 hits. He's one home run away from 40. He just hit 100 RBI that uh, tonight. He's three stolen bases away from 70. And oh, by the way, he's hitting 338. I mean, he's he's now second in all of baseball on average. I'm not going to catch Luis Arise at this point. But, I mean, just the incredible season that he's having, and we talk about it all the time, he has 78 strikeouts on the year. Maybe that's a good bit for today's game. 
but he's walked 78 times. I mean, he's walking the same amount that he is striking out, which is just truly remarkable. We've talked about cutting down that strikeout rate 10%. I mean, again, it's must-see television, and I don't think it should just be Braves fans tuning in. I think all the baseball fans should be tuning in to watch what he does every single night because it's just yeah. it's something incredible every time. And here's the thing. There may not be a chase of, of a historic number like it was for 61 homers or whatnot. They may not break into a college football game and make people lose their minds the way they did with Aaron Judge a year ago. But either way, if you're looking at you know the guys that you want to see playing Major League Baseball these days, I think Ron Lacuna Jr. has made a pretty big statement that he should be on the very short list of players that you go out of your way to watch and that if you get a chance to see him play live, you know it's going to be a lot of fun to do that. I would recommend you do that as well. And some days, you're leaving it a Ronald Acuna Jr. bat flip bobblehead. But that aside, uh, Braves offense powered in large part by Ronald Acuna Jr. But a few other things did happen in this game, and we are going to talk about those. But I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, and it is Jace Medical. They bring you this episode of the Braves Postcast. Jace Medical is simple. You go online, fill out the form, and you get those prescription and life-saving medications right to your door. The Jace case gives you peace of mind because no one wants to be left just hoping to have access to their medication in an emergency Jace Medical, make sure you have that medication in hand. Right now, you can save more than $360 from Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using the code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Uh, as far as the Braves pitching side of things, Spencer Strider was taking care of business there. I know he had some support from a few other Braves hitters, including a three-hit day from Marcelo Zuna and another run batted in for Matt Olson that got him to 130 on the year. But Strider, I mean, from jump, looked like he had things under control. Seven innings. I know he gave up the home run to Harper. I mentioned that as we opened up the show here. But, Jake, this is about as dominant as I've seen Spencer Strider. And it wasn't just the dominance of you know, racking up strikeouts, no walks, and the efficiency of that pitch count. Those are things that have to have you feeling pretty good considering what time of year it is and how important the things ahead are going to be and needing a, a Spencer Strider to go out and do things like this come October. Yeah, we've talked about you know this little stretch that the Braves are on now, losing these four games. And I mentioned yesterday, you know they hadn't thrown Strider, they hadn't thrown Freed. And this is what you're hoping when you get one of those guys on the mound, that they give you this dominant type performance and they can go deep into the game. And I think you're right on with that. You look at this game for Spencer Strider, not only was it dominant fashion with the 17 whiffs, you know, piling up the strikeouts, but the efficiency of it to be able to get through seven innings. And honestly, I think he could have gone more if you needed him to in this one. And it's just, you know, I think another evolution of Spencer Strider and taking that next step. And, you know, I go back to an about early in the game. You had an about with JTL Real Muto. You had him ahead in the count he battles like JT does and then he he shoots a single the other way and that could be a frustrating at bat that Strider lets linger but he doesn't and he gets the next batter out and moves on to the next inning and that's kind of the you know maturation process we're looking for with Spencer Strider here and then he gives up the three run homer later in the game and it's just frustrating because it seems like that's been we've seen that a lot this year where it's dominating 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 then next thing you know uh, you know, an 0-2 pitch, a really good swing um, by uh, Sanchez at the, or Rojas at the bottom of the lineup. And then, he, you know, it, really what it was is two change-ups, too, which mm -hmm. to lefty hitters, which everybody's saying he needs to throw that third pitch more. There's a change-up that stayed over the plate to Schwarber and then a change-up that stayed over the plate to Harper. But it just, again, it's that three-run homer that really just kind of takes a little bit of shine off what is otherwise a dominating performance and a dominating night for Spencer Strider. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. And honestly, if I had any quibble whatsoever about it, and again, you know, I haven't had to make the choice of what pitch to throw. And, you know, good luck getting Bryce Harper out. A lot of guys have been trying to solve that for over a decade now. That three-run homer that he hit was off a changeup. It was low, 
but I think Harper was kind of hunting something down in the zone, not looking fastball clearly. And if he was, he was able to make quite the adjustment to yank that over the right field wall. If the Braves had just built it, what, about three feet higher, a little more brick? Maybe that would have stayed in play, but uh, be that as it may, it was the one mistake in the game for Spencer Strider, but you'll take it on a night in which the Braves were able to pile up nine runs. Atlanta had had a a 3-0 lead through four innings, scored four times in the fifth, so Spencer did have to sit quite a while before he went back out for the sixth and was able to cover the seventh as well. I think Brian Snicker said, even though he was only at 92 pitches, not sure I wanted to push him any further because of how long he had been in the game at that point, but either way, you know, seven innings, a three-run ball from Spencer Strider most nights is going to be able to win you a baseball game. And on this one, it was certainly able to do that. Uh, some other Braves pitching news I wanted to get to. Max Freed, I got a chance to talk to him before the game. It uh, feels like that blister issue that he was feeling starting to you know, crop up in his last start against Philadelphia. That has subsided. He will be starting on Thursday as the Braves and Nationals open up a series up in Washington. And great to see Jesse Chavez back in the Braves clubhouse. We'll see him on a mound again soon. Three scoreless appearances for Gwinnett. And I think that, you know, Jake, as they look to sort out some of their bullpen possibilities, you're sending out Colin McHugh and Nick Anderson on rehab assignments. That didn't go particularly well for Gwinnett in their first time out. But either way, this is the time of year where it's nice to get Jesse Chavez back and nice to have maybe other options as you start to figure out what your postseason bullpen mix is going to look like. Yeah, and I think for the most part, you have your guys in the bullpen right now that you trust, whether it's Iglesias, Mentor, you know, Jimenez, Pierce Johnson, maybe throw Kirby Yates in that mix a little bit as well. But great to have a guy like Chavez back who, look, earlier in the year, let's just be honest, he was one of the better relievers for the Braves at the back end of the bullpen. So if you can get back to that, uh, you know, the crafty veteran that he is, able to kind of wiggle out of some some jams sometimes, I mean, could be a big part of this bullpen. So looking forward to seeing what he can do. And those, you know, there's a couple of spots kind of up for grabs there at the back end of that bullpen as we get, you know, to put this postseason roster together. So whether it's Chavez, you know, I still think Nick Anderson, Colin McHugh, probably a little bit behind. Uh, probably a lot to ask to get them ready for the postseason. But Chavez certainly has an opportunity here if he can sh- prove himself down the stretch that he's back to, again, the way he was early in this year. He'd be a big part of that bullpen. No doubt about it. The Braves have loved having him around the team, but he said it's been killing him not to be able to go out there and compete. So looking forward to seeing Jesse Chavez get back in that mix. So some good news on the injury front as well. But overall, a whole bunch of good news for the Braves. We'll talk about game three of the series as Atlanta looks to take two out of three from the Philadelphia Phillies. And they'll be looking to do that behind Bryce Elder on Wednesday afternoon. But I have to let you know about another one of our great sponsors. It's LinkedIn Sales. They're bringing you this episode of the Braves Postcast. And if you're struggling to close deals and cold calls are not doing the trick, you can overcome these challenges with technology that translates to comprehensive, high-quality buyer data and turns it into real-time insights. You need those deeper insights that empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers. And LinkedIn has built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, you can try the LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial, as a matter of fact, at linkedin.com slash locked on. That is LinkedIn dot com slash locked on for a 60-day free trial head on over there and get started today braves and phillies will get started on wednesday at 12 20 it's bryce elder 12 and 4 aaron nola somewhat of an enigmatic season for him the era certainly doesn't tell you that, hey this is a staff ace 12 and 3 record though ton of strikeouts he's he looks like aaron nola sometimes but not quite like the guy we saw who was so dominant a couple of years ago and of course for bryce elder i think the opportunity for him to make an impact in the Braves' rotation in some way, shape, or form in the postseason is still very much out in front of him if he's able to close the season on a strong note. 
Yeah, looking forward to seeing what Bryce Elder can do. I still think, you know, as we're talking about postseason rosters and rotation, I still think he's probably that fourth guy right now, Kyle Wright, certainly in that mix, depending on how he looks down the stretch. So I want to see Bryce Elder, you know, continue to build upon that. And you're right, Aaron Nola, really the last couple of years, it's like, you know, he can either be on and look like that ace or he can be kind of off and, and get pummeled a little bit. But I think the key for him that has been for a while is get him early. And we know the Braves can do that very well. So hopefully that'll be the case on a Wednesday morning afternoon as the Braves try to win this series against Philly. Yeah, it'll be an early call either way for the Braves at 12.20 p.m. Eastern time first pitch. For those of you watching all across, I guess, what they call Braves country, it might be a little bit earlier, so check your local listings. But the Braves are looking to take two out of three from the Phillies. Bryce Elder looking for win number 13 of the year. So is Aaron Nola, and for Elder, he's hoping it'll be lucky number 13 for him. Uh, I can't say as much or enough, I guess, about lucky number 13 for the Atlanta Braves in the lineup every day. Ron Lacuna Jr., another huge game. Can he get to 40 home runs in this finale of the three-game set at Truist Park? I think that would be something that would have those folks chanting MVP yet again. That'll bring us to the end of this edition of the Braves Postcast. As always, we appreciate you making us part of your baseball viewing schedule. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Sports Atlanta here on YouTube. You click that bell. You'll get a notification every time we drop a new episode of the show. Leave us a comment and a like. We a like. We appreciate all of those, of course. And make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Uh, for Jake Mastroianni, I'm Grant McCauley. Once again, a 9-3 win for the Braves of the Phillies. The four-game losing streak is over. Braves look to take the series from Philadelphia on Wednesday. And we will catch you very soon. And until then, so long. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 